Welcome to the Masters of Sport. This is not Dane Miller talking right now. This is the familiar co-host, Earl Kunkel. But with me today, I have Taman. Hello. My name is Taman Johnson. Taman, let the audience know what you do at Garage Strength. So at Garage Strength, short for GS, I'm a uh, the head of sports performance. Um, I also do online programming and coaching. Um, so that's kind of like my main role. So you're entrusted with the strength and conditioning training of basically every and any athlete, high school and below. Yes. And even some college athletes yes. too, right? So like there's Dane's dealing with the elites like yourself. Yes. You are an elite athlete too. He left out that he throws shot put pretty well. Yeah. Not as good as um, he needs to. Not yet. as good as I would like to, but yeah. I do throw it. Yeah. Um, um, and you train awesome. Yes. So we're going to be talking today because Dane's out and away coaching at every national event, it seems right now, yeah, right? All over the place. Um, whether it's USATF stuff, USAW weightlifting stuff, like he has a lot going on. Mm -hmm. um, today, we're going to be talking about linear periodization and pretty much why it sucks. There, there's some positives but before we do that like subscribe ring that notification whatever it is you do to like stay plugged in to what we got going on do that and tell your friends too we really appreciate it yes smooches um but before we jump into that i want to talk about some silly things and not really that silly you were recently out at usatf nationals, nationals. yes where was that at eugene oregon Eugene, Oregon. Yeah, across been, the country. Yeah. I've been out Portland, Oregon. I had a good time out there, but yeah, I was, I was it's not nice. in Eugene. Yeah. Um, nice scenery. Obviously, it's Tracktown, USA. Um, Hayward Field is wonderful. Uh -huh. Lots of magic that happens out there. So it's a nice place. You know, you really can go out there and enjoy yourself and, you know, just have a good time. Being a lot of, around a lot of track people, and it's, it's awesome. Nice. What were you out there for? Were you? I was, I'm a, I threw the shot put out there. Okay. Yeah shot put yeah so Man. were you out there all on your lonesome or was there like a crew there was a crew of us so it was myself dane and then i'd say eight other throwers discus and shot oh wow as well. so dane brought a pretty good crew were you all in like an airbnb together yeah. or were people in different spots so it pretty much split it up by event so the discus guys all had their own house okay and then the shot putters had a different house and it was like three miles apart so kind of had to just bounce back and forth. Now, you know, I bet since you're all throwers, you didn't walk that distance. You Absolutely probably, not. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> you, you definitely drove. Yeah, you over. drove everywhere. You guys. Surprisingly, it was like not crazy hot out there, but it was around like 80. Yeah. Uh, nah, it wasn't humid, so that was a good thing. Man, I can't, like three miles, like that's Yeah, it doesn't nothing. seem like, and that's, I would say that's something that most people should be able to just walk. Yeah. You, know, you should be able to walk or run a mile or so. So three miles, it's like, it's not that bad. It's a good stroll, but. I would have walked it. Yeah. What did you do at the Airbnb to like pass time? Cause like you're out there on business too. Like, yes. yeah, you're traveling, but like y'all are trying to compete, make yeah. a world team. Like That's true. I think it's a lot of it. We, we rested a lot, a lot of mobility. You're trying to like stay locked into the competition, but you know, you play games or whatever, you'll watch TV, watch YouTube, you know, just sit around and talk. All you right. know, do things you don't usually get to do. So. Like when you say games, are you like playing card games? Like you playing like hearts or spades or like no, wars? Just like whatever. Usually the Airbnb will have some board game or something. Okay. There. So you're just like reminiscing on childhood games. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. 
That's like when I go to a, like a microbrew with my wife. There's like board games there. I remember yeah. the one time we were somewhere down in Philly, and there was one there, and they had like a battleship, and oh, she had yeah. never played it before. And I'm like, all right, you just call out like coordinates. It's yeah. just like X, Y, and you try to sync the things. I sunk her, no yeah. problem. No big deal. Yeah, it was just like <laughs> I'll drown you in this. Time. Yeah. Were you? Did you play any video games out there? I didn't. Not this time. So when I went last year for the yeah. trials, I did bring my. Uh, PlayStation, and we had some games out there. I, what I was told was the Discus House, they had like a Nintendo Switch or something. Okay. And so they were really gaming, you know, getting after it with each was, other. Was there a specific game they were talking about playing? I'm not sure. I think just Super Smash Bros. was like Super, that Super Smash. That game so much fun. That, that game is a lot of fun. I am not the greatest at it, but the game is fun. So, so when I was in college, I think it was like, might have been like GameCube era or something after that. I forget. Maybe it was a Wii. Yeah. I have no recollection. It's been years, um, decades even. <laughs> and uh, we would play Super Smash like in the house all the time. And it was the level of competition was yeah. exponential. Like and it would just be ruthless. I played a Samus, Samus, however people say it. Yeah, yeah. They didn't it, like just didn't put out the damage. My one buddy who was actually like he's like an artist and stuff was okay. really good at it. Um, but he would be like King Day 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 or DDD uh, and Luigi, and it was just like, knock it off. Yeah. Too good. Yeah, they're two good characters. All right. Now we're done talking about. I think as someone said on the Discord, skip to this time <laughs> to get past all the weeb stuff. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that was the YouTube channel. Oh, thanks, Discord. Yeah. Shout you, out to YouTube. You'll, you'll, you'll catch up. You'll, yeah. come around. you'll come around. You'll come around. It's. It, we were talking before this, like uh, Jason Tomonomy, and saying about how some of the stuff is to just get you off. Like when I talk with Dane, the idea is to like ha have him in a realm where he's totally unfamiliar, so his brain has to work overtime mm -hmm. to think and listen and understand. And like it's just sort of, it's almost like a mental prep we do before we get into what we're actually going to talk about. Yeah. So it's like a, a mental warm up, if you will. Like, hey, I have to learn something. I have to talk intelligently about something I know nothing about and see what comes of it. Yeah. I'll give you a, I'll give you a B minus to Mon today. I'll take that. All right. Passing grades. So let's talk about linear periodization. Why does it suck to Mon? Why, why do you? Why does it suck? Yeah. I think it's, it's just very, it could be very basic. You know, right. it can be something that, you know, you'd see a lot more beginners using it. You know, it's there's little variation sometimes. Like it's just it's bland. You know, it's not as creative. It, it might not be as creative as I prefer others. garlic bread over white bread. Type yeah, of thing. you want something with a little bit of flavor, a little yeah. sauce to All it. Right. So I think sometimes when you do come across linear periodization models, you uh -huh. see that as a thing. It's just like super consistent. You know, it's going to go heavy every week. Yada yada yada. So. All right, so it it doesn't hit the palate on the tongue enough sometimes, right? Yeah. But at the same time, how could that be a good thing? Like, how do you I see I think it? a good thing would be with, like I said, with beginners, novice or intermediate lifters that are still trying to learn how learn their body, learn how to move, learn how to, you know, push themselves. So if you go something that's a little more linear, you can kind of follow that same trend because, you know, they can go heavier each week and each week or they can learn a different you know attribute or quality whether that's speed or strength or power whatever it may be like they can learn that at a gradual level rather than trying to throw all these things all at one time 
Okay, so you had trainer down there sports yeah. and performance right and you didn't mention you were a little humble like you do have an athlete you train who's on a national team right basketball yes. like yeah yeah, yeah. And you, you, you do have a few uh d1 athletes you have trained too as yes. well right yeah. yeah some all state guys yeah and all state guys yeah just we, we got to put that out there so yeah. all, all the people like sitting on the sidelines like what are you doing training them there yeah. like well he, he knows what he's doing uh, but work with a couple different athletes yeah They're pretty good at what they do i don't think dane has a basketball national no. team member on his like checklist yeah, of his, like his uh, elite athletes i yeah. don't think he's got that there yet so you better watch out yeah you better you better <laughs> slow down you know i might might come up on his toes a little bit yeah so. yeah, yeah oh man so you're saying these young athletes, right? Yes. It, it works for young athletes when we introduce them to it. Like, is that necessarily like a 10 and 12 year old kid? Or is this someone who's just starting lifting? Or is it both? I think it's a mix of both. Okay. I think definitely, you know, 10 to 12 year old, um, that eighth, ninth grade, just learning how to lift, you know, getting into the puberty, things like that are starting to hit. But also like an older adult or older athlete, someone that's, you know, just getting into exercise. I think something like linear periodization would work pretty well for them as well. Okay. And why does it work for the older adult who's like getting new into it? Like what's the adaptation their body goes through for it? I think it's just, it's an alarm phase. It's something like they haven't done. They haven't moved their muscle. They haven't, you know, fired a certain way. Maybe ever. You okay. Know, maybe they've done, um, you know, farm work or something like that. So they have like some satellite cell recruitment, some things like that where they've been able to move at a fast pace, but putting, you know, an exercise in there and having to move a certain way in a certain, you know, plane, you know, having something that's a little more progressive in the sense of one week at a time might be really good for them. As yeah. Well. Linear periodization, it's almost like, I don't know, it's very obvious, right? It's a line. Yeah. And we're trying to take point A to point B yes. and make it happen. And it doesn't like, it feels like it doesn't give much room for like detours or like acceleration phases or like yeah. parts where it's just like, uh, got to pump the brakes pump the maybe brakes, a yeah. little bit on it. I think that's one thing that's when you look at it is, you know, what if you're feeling really good one day and you want to just go really hard or go really fast or uh -huh. whatever, like, well, with the model, sometimes it doesn't allow that, you know, there's, it's very strict in what's it's the quality you're working. So, um, I think that's a, a potential downfall with when, when you're doing it. It's like, it's hard to go off the rails because everything is essentially by the book. Yeah, like to that, when you're saying like, you're focusing on one quality. So let's say you're focusing on a strength quality. Yes. Like, how does that impact your endurance quality that maybe needs to be developed? Like, yeah. hey, I'm working on my strength quality, but I'm a football player and I need to be able to like, go strong for 40 football, minutes, yeah. like every minute, if yes. you will. like. What happens there? Like, does that fall off? Does it? Do I lose part of that? Yeah. Am I not able to get it back in time? Like, can I still train the same way? Like, is it, how is that going to affect the sport? You know, sport specificity is like a big thing. Yeah. Especially in today's days and, you know, strength and conditioning. So it's, you know, are you missing out on something like that when you're going in a strict strength phase and you're like, oh, okay, well, that means everything has to be, I'd be improving my numbers, you know, right during that time. Like, well, what if, what if I'm moving really slowly during that time? You know, like what's the judge and things like that of, of stuff. So yeah, there's different, there's different things you got to think about when you're working with it. All right. So what I'm hearing is linear periodization, starting fresh, new, young, mm -hmm. 
has its benefits. Yes. Uh, as you said, an alarm type of thing. Like yeah. it, it makes your body have to Shots learn. You a little yeah. Bit. Yep. It's like here's you know, like yeah. and you got to get moving with it. Like yeah. all right, you figured it out. But why can't we stay with it? Like why is you progress as an athlete, like even maybe like 12 weeks in, 16 weeks in, yeah. let alone like three years, six years Jeez, when you're yeah. an elite athlete, why does it have to like go by the wayside? Why can't we hold on to I it? I think the body is complex. And as you grow as an athlete, you're gonna, your qualities that you need to train have to be a little more complex. So at different times of the year, you might not be able to just strictly focus on one thing. You're gonna have to try to teeter tot and go between and undulate, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, that word we didn't <laughs> use yet. Um, mm -hmm. You're gonna have to kind of use that and and go that way, that direction. So, um, I think it's just when you're, if you use it too long, you will be able to. I'm not burn out, but you're just gonna kind of flatline. You're not. You're gonna hit up an area where it's like, I don't think I'm getting much better. You know, I need yeah. something different. And so that's where, oh, okay, I'm in a strength phase. Let me do one day where I go a little more dynamic and I drop the weight down. Maybe I do 10 to 12 sets of two at 70% on a clean or something like that. And I'm going to go for speed on the minute, you know? So having that different spark there can then change. Now I'm still getting some sort of strength quality done, but I'm getting yeah. that speed aspect to where if I am a football player and you know, there's an offense that's running up, it's a 42nd time to right, play. Right. Like, no you know, huddle type of thing. No huddle type thing. Line, I can go it. and go, but I can still have that same power output each play rather than if I'm just in a strength phase, we're doing three sets of five. Well, okay, I just went two plays pretty much pretty hard and now I'm falling off because I don't have any more power to, up to you know. Yeah. To Every, out, so. Anyone who has played a sport knows that some athletes come out of the gates on fire and fall off. And then yeah. there's athletes who hold steady yes. or even improve towards the end yes and there's a big difference how do i say it um in performance levels for those athletes who can hold steady yes. from first to fourth quarter or like end of game mm -hmm. or who even get stronger as the game goes on yes like it, it pays dividends off those are the athletes that i think you're like the most scared of too you know if you're if you're competing or whatever you're doing because of the ones that are like i can count on this athlete to, you know show up for me at the end of a game uh -huh. you know, some might they might fall off like you said or they don't have that same stamina they can't put out much much juice towards the end of the game but the ones that can you know it's yeah you see that that has a positive it's not like your sport where it's like all of like what you throw it six times yeah, and it lasts all state. like 12 yeah. seconds yeah if yeah <laughs> six, 12 or 12 seconds total the entire competition yeah. you have to go as hard as you can so but you know, those, those 12 seconds. But that's a different quality. Yeah, so like, let's go specifically into that for a little bit. How does linear periodization not work for that? Ooh, like not work. Yeah. Why would it like, I think it's just like, so essentially it, essentially it falls into you've hit their peak uh -huh. in a sense, cause it's a straight line. You had a peak at one period of time. And at that time, if that's not, you know, your biggest competition or biggest meet, well then now you just kind of, you're feeling your best, but it's at a random time of the year, you know? So, and it's also, what if, you know, at some different parts of the year where maybe at the beginning of a season, you need to be, you have a big competition and you need to kind of show up then. And then, okay, well, what, if I can't peak then and then just keep going up to try to peak again, because everything's linear. Like you have to yeah. reload 
and then re readjust your programming to go back to try to peak later on in the year, you know? So it has to kind of go up and down. But if I just go straight line all the way through, then what if somewhere in the middle, I'm expecting to do well and I can't just because I don't have anything left because early on, maybe the volume was too high or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it got spent out. You yeah, got, it plays, it, you know. They wore you down. You, so. No, I could see that. Man, it's like, I think a linear periodization, it's like, for me at least, it's like you have no time to look out and go for a hike on like that mountain. You're just like looking at it instead yeah. of going and climbing up it. Yes. Like, it's just like, I got to stay on the interstate. I got to stay on the interstate. I got to get there. Like, and hopefully I get there as fast as I can. Yeah. First, like, well, maybe if I take some of these things, I'll actually grow more as a person. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, a little scenic route. Yeah. You know, maybe go off, you can see some things, but yeah. If I don't, I'm just going to be on the highway and maybe there's just straight highway. There's nothing, yeah. Like, missing out on things you brought up another really neat point about how you progress as an athlete you were saying like so your training needs to progress with what like your body needs like more complicated movements yes and all i heard there was like echoing back to things uh dane and myself have talked about and we have had conversations about it too um having to do with like reflexive strength movements <laughs> and like those coming in and so now me like where i'm at it's like where do reflexive strength movements work within a linear periodization model or like that's a good question i i think it's it's hard to put them in i, I mean you i guess you'd say towards the very top like at the peak of the the line but i mean you put them in early on well then maybe that's affecting some qualities or does does that like enhance the quality does it help you out because your volume is high your intensity is low maybe i'll throw this in there to create a quick change or something like that like yeah i think that's where it could be in use but almost like a pivot or something yeah, of that nature it's a slight pivot in there but i mean besides that it's because one thing different. i know like where you're probably exposed to linear periodization a little bit more is you do get a lot of the 12 year olds yes like I, before you were coming up there was yeah. I, we were talking about a, a all the throwers, kid yeah, training kids, yeah. and doing something. I made a joke about mm -hmm. something, and you're like, he's 15. And yeah. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, but, like, with a kid like that who's new, mm -hmm. like, are, is that kid doing reflexive movements? I personally don't put him in there too often. And why is that? Like, I think it's just too complex because the movement is too direct. It's, it's trying to hit a quality that the athlete hasn't even been able to find in other qualities like it's something so specific uh -huh. that it's not necessarily needed at that time they need to learn how to correctly move whether that's a hip hinge you know do a full squat doing a unilateral movement you know being able to push and pull like there's certain qualities just movement patterns that they need to try to you know work on and enhance before you throw in something that's very complex like a reflexive strength movement. right because to that same point that same athlete and like the kid's working hard. I'm not trying to throw the kid yeah. under the bus in any way. Mm -hmm. Was struggling, like, needed reassurance for, what was it? Hip, ad, yeah, ad, ad, he was doing adduction. Adduction. Yeah, adduction like, movement. That adduction. was really all it was. It yeah. was like, just like, squeeze your knees back together. Yeah. Like, Pretty uh, simple. And to your point, like, hey, I'm going to ask you to drop this weight, catch it, go down, grab it, redirect your movement, now hit an isometric position. Yeah. L too many moving too parts many, too many moving parts all yeah. right so like i guess that filters back then to what you were saying about hey we use it for developmental athletes it's an alert thing so yes. like this is more reason why linear periodization sucks but also why linear 
periodization may have a place. Mm. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. Just <laughs> where it's at, you have to know your athlete and everything yes. like that. All right, let me see. What else do I have here? Is there any way? Well, I think you talked on this about how neg it could negatively impact someone. Mm -hmm. Like you peak at the wrong time. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. So I was going to piggyback too with this. I said young athletes, you know, maybe older clients that, that are just starting out. Um, I've seen some research bodybuilders have done it as well. Uh -huh. um, just using it where they're just they're early on. Maybe they're early prep phases, you know, bulking a little bit. They're just going to push strength really hard or push their numbers. So they're just lots of high volume and the linear periodization aspect can work with that. Um, now, negative inflect impacting on athletes. I think, like I said, just it's the altering of the peak. The peak can be off. Um, I think any team sport athletes, this model is can be really negative just because team sport athletes, they might play two to three games a week. Well, I can't necessarily have them in a weight room two to three times a week. Yeah. You know, because they're going to get a lot of different moving parts going on in their actual sport. And so if I just keep trying to hammer through, you know, high intensity or maybe lower volume movements for that, whatever it may be. Like, right. That's just going to tax them way more than necessary for their actual sport. So I think that's the, that's a big one is that's that's why you don't see linear periodization being utilized with team sport athletes that often. You know, it, just, it lacks just, the dynamic. Yes. All right. Let's go in to where I know you got a a big big brain type of thing with the undulating periodization. <laughs> why, no, yeah. why why do we do this instead? Like why are we all about this life? The, like the parabolic, parabolic. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just you get to, like I said, you get to hit a lot of qualities. You get to hit a lot of different things at one time. And I think there's like a chart out there. I couldn't find it, but there's you know, there's different rep schemes you can have or different reps you're hitting. Yeah. And maybe like Let's say the, the common strength rep scheme is what, six to 12 or something like that? Yeah. Six to 12 reps. So during that six to 12, you're still hitting, there's a small portion of Are you of talking total volume or in one set? In one set. We'll okay. Say one set for the time being. During that six to 12, you could be hitting, you know, at six reps, it's still some sort of endurance. There's, it's a I was going to say, very, you're a shot putter. That's endurance yeah, work that's for endurance. you. <laughs> exactly. A very small amount of endurance versus also at 12 reps, you're also still getting some strength done in there too. Yeah. So you're hitting a lot of different things. You know, hypertrophy is done as, as well. You don't have to do eight to 15 reps to hit hypertrophy. You can do 10 sets of six and still get 60 reps and that's hypertrophy as well. Yeah. So there's different ways to hit it. And I think that's what the undulating aspect you can do that different times of the year, different times in your block, and still be able to fulfill every quality you want. One of my uh, favorite things that is done programming-wise at Garage Strength is the use of timed eccentrics yeah. to like basically get more time under tension mm -hmm. to be able to go heavier. Yes but not have to do as many reps. Yes. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like you could do a set of five and it feels like a set of 20. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I remember doing, um, Dane had us doing, I was working, I had like a hamstring injury or something uh -huh. and it was sets of eight, but it was like an eight second eccentric on a uh, hamstring curl or something like that. Oh my goodness. Like, These eight reps feel like I'm here for three and a half minutes. Like it yeah. felt so long. And so having that, you know, eccentric loading, with the high the amount that you're doing can still affect the same way. How so. did you hurt your hamstring? I have no idea. Throwing shot. Like I, that's that. a good question. I think it's just probably some poor technique somewhere in there. <laughs> and it just something went. So <laughs> I don't know. I hear you. I hear you, ma'am. 
All right. So tell me more about why why we need to be doing this undulating. All right, I get it. You can hit more factors or whatever. Like yes. Qualities, I mm-hmm. think, is how you're referring it to. So like I could be training my strength, endurance, and speed all at the same time. How do I do that? Yeah. So I think it's it's based off the model that we use. You know, you're having some technical coordination movement, yeah. some absolute strength movement, and then, you know, some DTC, dynamic trunk control. So doing all that, I think it's when it's undulating, it's not just, like I said, you can hit all those qualities, but I can still fulfill being an athlete the same way too. So I can do some sort of plyometric movement at the beginning uh-huh. of my, of my extra, my day and get some fast twitch quality there and then still do an absolute strength movement where I'm going to be moving a little bit slower, but I'm potentiated from my plyometric right, right. early on. So it's like, you're able to kind of just keep fulfilling and keep pushing along throughout the whole time. And then if I need to back off during some time or do a back off set, I hit my hypertrophy work. So now I'm helping my tendon strength and joint integrity. Yeah. Like that. So I think that's, that's like the biggest way that is really helpful. Are you really big with the athletes you program for with like the pairing, like the contrast pairing with yes. the, the absolute pair. and the jumps? Yes. What, and you mentioned the DTC too. Do you work that in, in yes. a pairing as well too? 100%. Give us some examples of how you do that. Like, so I think the greatest working with the middle school, early high school kids, uh-huh. you know, just getting started, I'll pair say a power snatch power snatch and i'll do that with now that's a technical coordination let's go, okay let's go absolute strength absolute all right yeah, strength. yeah yeah. and the absolute strength dtc that's okay. the most common one i think i like to do so i'll do that let's say a front squat all just right because you have to have your core engaged keep the elbows yeah high and stay up tall the upright torso i'll do that with say you know a v-up press that's okay a common one we're doing with the football players right now so they're in their ascension phase we got a couple more weeks left before we decide to push the strength really hard and back off push strength really hard, hit a few higher, you know, singles and doubles, and then they'll go into their preseason work. But with them, we're doing, we'll do a, a, a V up press because now you have to stabilize your trunk really tight while also having an almost like a you know dynamic contraction mm-hmm. at the bottom of that press. So um, that's a common one. I like to do a lot back squat with an ab roller, something okay. like that. Now, you know. why the V up press with the front squat and why the ab roller with the back squat? Like I what's, think- going through your brain that you're pairing those together so that way. So at the bottom of a front squat, you tend to see elbows drop really soon or yeah. the, the chest will cave forward. Yeah. So I like to have the V up press because that coming down of the pressing motion, that ascent or descent, I'm sorry, of the press, you have to squeeze really tight. That's the same motion I try to think of it as at the bottom of a front squat. I okay. squeeze tight when I catch. So you're using the same like concept of like, hey, I want these movements to sort of replicate the positions they would be on the field on the court wherever they're competing but you're using that same type of idea to improve the lift the lift itself okay because i look at what's the common thing that i'm going to see that might affect the lift and that might be one of them i think the same thing with the back squat now you have to be a little more i wouldn't say isometric contracted but you have to be tighter in a back squat the abs have to be a lot more engaged same thing sort of an ab will they have to be engaged the entire time throughout the ascent and the descent all the way through yeah and back forward so that's the same concept i have there with that one all right nice now now i'm curious too since you brought up the power snatch what were you yeah. going to say you pair oh, that with so i think yeah. recently i've been doing with the power snatches it's a really simple band pull apart now i like to tell tell athletes when they're overhead squeeze the shoulders really tight together act like you're breaking the bar in half yeah and that break in the bar in half kind of retracts the scaps a little tighter so we'll do a band pull apart and i say pause 
for two seconds at the, at the top of a band pull up or at the at the end range motion, so they can full feel their scabs retract the same. So, way. so how do you how do you in what what part do you label the band and pull apart? Like, how do you see that? Do you see it like as an accessory movement? Yeah, do you it's just a simple accessory okay. movement. Okay, yeah. but it, you're using it as a like a a mental trigger, like yes. a, a, a neural neural thing. A neural yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. Oh man, we need a word for that. Like yeah. ne uh, like neural triggers. That sounds. I want to say it's not neural drive or anything. I think it's yeah just yeah. Like, I don't know. It's like a, a, it's a combo or something. Imp it's, neural impetus. I don't know. That may be too many it's syllables. Neural imprint or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Neural imprint. Yeah. Imprinting or something. Yeah. I, that's what I would call it. Yeah. That's kind of my thought. It's, it's, it's imprinting a, you know, movement pattern. Man. And just trying to get them. Have you brought that one up that. to Dane yet? I the have. neural imprinting no, through accessory movements. I think I oh, will. Man. I'll need to. You better do it. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna box him right after this. <laughs> yeah, and let him know. Let him know. Yeah. It's a neural <laughs> imprint. It's a new neural new imprint thing. through accessory movements. Yeah. Jason, write that down. Write that down. Oh, he's, he's working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's awesome. He's, he does have to check the camera. I don't even know if that happened. Did it? Uh. <laughs> don't worry. You're still recording. You're okay. good. All right. So, anything else you want to add to linear periodization i think i think that's good like i said i think we talked about it it has its positives definitely has its negatives in there yeah and um and I, it's just something that you won't necessarily see with athletes at the elite level yeah you know? it, you're not going to see college athletes doing linear periodization or they moved on like, yeah they're, they're done with it that, it's in their past it, wipe their hands you know it's, that uh it doesn't quite get the same feeling from no. it won't develop them yeah. i thought it was neat it's funny how you said it's like linear and like you'll just flatline and i was like yeah linear periodization almost like has built into it like plateaus yeah like it just it's like hey you're gonna, we're undulate it's like hey we'll just we'll go yeah, yeah like or we'll like bias a little bit more towards yeah. another like quality that we need a little at this time and yeah. let the other one just like come back around yeah nah. it's like Not, it's kind of funny i scrolling on social media and i saw like a mountain or something it's like well mount everest it's yeah like peaks valleys they're always you're just steady kind of going flat and you're going up going flat going up like i don't think people say like a mountain is really difficult if you're just super straight the whole right time. right like, like there's not much there's moments where it's yeah. just like oh i can, anyone can do anyone this can do that, and then yeah. it's like whoa like let me get the equipment out yeah, i need my ice climbing different. shoes yeah so. You know the ice climbers are uh, characters in a uh, Super Smash. Really? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. I think they're actually like pretty decent characters in one of the games. I don't know. That's awesome. I haven't been. My family plays the Switch. Okay. They're all like whatever the Mario Kart one is for yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, just Mario Kart. I'm just down there playing my PS5, yeah. replaying Bloodborne all Amazing. the time. All right, we got some audience questions, Taman. Yeah. All right. This one is from Gross Mall 1000. It's almost like Darth Mall. And this is yeah. from Reddit. Hey, do you have any suggestions how to lose fear of contact in football? Oh, wow. Just to run through somebody without fear of getting hurt? Thanks. Man, I don't know how you train that one. Uh, <laughs> I want to say just like get hit more often, but that's not really the safest thing. I would say. Um, this is where like a technical coordination moving like a clean. Yeah. You can kind of like if you go on a you hit a heavy clean, 
you have to absorb that force and you know that's something you think about but yeah like, lose fear of contact like i i think it's just you know you, you go to that different place yeah i haven't played football for a couple of years so um, years. but when i'm training the football kids and i'll ask them like i've seen some of the kids play and they just some of them just they'll run through a person and with no remorse and i think a lot of it is you know you're putting yourself in an advantageous position you know you want to make sure you're heads in the right place yeah things like that but the fear is i think if you have that fear it's gonna hurt way worse you have to go in thinking like the other person is more scared yeah almost like because if if you go in like okay if he's gonna hit me really hard it's gonna hurt really bad well then it's gonna hurt way worse but if i go in like he's gonna he should be scared of me hitting him yeah yeah and or her whatever it may be like it won't be as bad so you have to be you know consciously thinking like I can do this. This won't be bad. And just go for it. Yeah. Start you know? visualizing, visualizing yourself doing like real gnarly hits. Yeah, like like cleaning somebody, yeah. you know, like the fear, like, it, you know, you have a lot of padding on you. You're all you know, protected for the most yeah. part. So just put yourself in advantageous positions. And I think it's you keep your head up. <laughs> yeah. Keep your head up and eyes forward. Keep your head up, man. Yeah. I don't, that one's like, yeah. you just gotta, I don't know. Now I'm real curious if there's like a whole like training regimen out there about how to develop the mental yeah. toughness yeah. to like hit someone That's, or take a hit in football yeah. like or sports in general. I think there's definitely something out there for that. There has to be like Yeah, and if there's not, maybe we need yeah. to invent what it. Come up with that, yeah. <laughs> what do boxers do like oh, I'm going to get hit. Well, what are they are they thinking about like weaving the head in yeah, and out. Like, <laughs> don't get hit, you know. Yeah. Uh, Jerry know. Rice had a thing where he was like I didn't want to get tackled and I just ran away from people. And that's why he's one of the best shooters of all time. Yeah, so. but that's offense, though, too. That that's kind of like the goal of the game. Like, if you should not get hit. Yeah, if he's playing defense, like, or they're playing defense, like, can't really help it. Like, yeah. you got to go hit somebody. You got to go hit somebody. Yeah, that's kind of your job. And it, it's funny, too. You talk about Jerry Rice, like, people who, like, instead of taking that hit they'll just go out of bounds and yeah, be like yeah. save the body and there was a time they're like oh they're they're such wimps why are yeah. they doing that and it's like well they're elongating their career they're going to feel better in, in the end of the game from not taking as many blows it, yep. it was actually the smarter was, thing to do very smart <laughs> much smarter thing to do yeah um all right this one's from the youtube community Suleiman hassan okay. how does yoga help with sports especially with ankle mobility taman that's not in there. I just threw that just part threw in, it there. in there. Everybody yeah. needs more income mobility. <laughs> um, I think it's really good. So in sports, the mental aspect is like a big thing. And I think with yoga, you're holding positions for an extended period of time. Uh-huh. It could be hot yoga. It's where you're in a you know, really hot room. And so pushing yourself mentally to be able to withstand positions or the heat or whatever it may be, I think is really important. Um, Elongating your muscles with yoga is obviously really important. You know, it helps with recovery and things like that. So I think it's huge for, for any sport, any athlete. Yoga is really good. Um, I think it's just planning when you're doing it. You know, you, you don't want to do yoga, you know, a day before a big competition. Right, right. Be too loose. And sometimes having a little bit of tightness can have a better neural drive and spark for whatever sport you're doing yeah you don't want that rubber day. band getting yeah. all like stretched Too out long, and then yeah, it, it, yeah. there's no there's no oomph to no, it yeah stretch reflex happening so um but any for recovery whatever it may be just you know relaxing the mind just breathing meditating things like that like yoga i think is it's funny really you talk about holding positions because when i do yoga the hardest thing for me 
is holding my arms. Really? Like just isometric, like out. Yeah. And like my shoulders will just light up on me. Yeah. It's only like the first time I go, like after, if I go like three, t- like three times in three weeks, it's like I adapt real quick, mm-hmm. but usually that it crushes me. It's like periodization. Yeah. got <laughs> I wonder if there is such thing as uh, like yoga periodization. Yo, yeah. You gotta, you can't get too abstract early on or you just go, you know, just, yeah. just keep continue moving forward. It's neat though how like you brought that all back. Like linear periodization, like is almost like coloring by numbers, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it's not until you develop certain like skills where you can start undulating in a more abstract way to like get similar results, or yes. I shouldn't say similar results, similar gains, mm-hmm. where you keep growing. Yeah. Sweet. That's good. That's all we got for this episode, everybody. So remember, like, subscribe, keep listening, whatever you do on your favorite audio platform to listen to this whichever one it is and yeah we appreciate you 100%. later freaks see ya peace, peace.